Who would have thought? 100 episodes. I like it. It's amazing. I like the ring to that. The Retrograde, the podcast where we've reminded you a hundred times what you Whoa. used to love and whether or not you still should. <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde 100th Anniversary episode. You're Andrew Basco. I am Andrew Basco. And I believe I'm Mikey. The- oh, 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 mm. Yo. Come on. It's, it's time operation. to celebrate and that's all we can afford. Yeah, I don't think we can afford any more than that. Nope, no, that's it. Um, that's it. So what are we here for again? The 100th episode of The Retrograde. Oh my God. I thought it was the 100th Meridian, like that song by the Tragically <laughs> Hip, that the band that no one, unless you're from Canada, knows about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a weird thing you have to explain to people really quickly. Like, okay, there was a really big band. They were like seen as a, yeah. an identity. The lead singer was Gord Downey. He was kind of an asshole most of his life, but at the end he got sick. <laughs> and then everyone's like, we love that guy. And then he died and everyone's like, we love that guy now. We'll forget about everything else. It's. I think about that all the time. Like, no one in Canada doesn't know who the Tragically Hip mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the States, I feel like literally no one knew, knows no, who they, they are. They were the musical guests on SNL once, and that was because Dan Aykroyd was yes. hosting and forced yes. them to have... He was like, the only thing I'm doing is if they're Tragically Hip or the musical guests. Yeah. Um, well, what a weird way to start our 100th episode by very Canadiana. Yeah. But uh, listen, That's Tragically typical. Hip, it's a great That's band. typical of us. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't hide it. So, Andrew... A hundred episodes, man. Nearly, they never two said it would happen. Worth. They, they, they never said it would happen. Our parents, our friends, actually, the critics. We had, we had uh, uh, Jesse, Bo- local Toronto legend Jesse Borg yeah, on yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he talked about how when we first started doing this, mm-hmm. he would invite you out for uh, like to go watch a hockey game or something like that because yes. you guys used to always watch that. And you're like, ah, I can't, I got to go uh, record a podcast, and he would always be like. But do you have to record a podcast? <laughs> like, like no one. It, it just seemed like some stupid pet pod project. And well, and and ultimately it was and is. But Marvel I, Ultimate Alliance, it is. <laughs> and honestly, I don't even do that to make light of it. It's just more one of those things that, like, you know, the, heads up. You're listening to the hundredth episode. We're going to talk about our lives a lot here. We are. But, yeah, this is very much a retrograde perspective. Yeah. They, wow. Hashtag retrograde perspective. Oh that is great. I am typing that out. <laughs> I am typing that now. So you know, if, if this hasn't been explicitly clear over the over the last hundred episodes, a hundred more. We didn't include the bonus episodes, but uh, right. But the well, because that's just. Bonus listening, bonus. baby. You're, you're welcome. We're not. We're not counting that as bonus. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's the cream off the top, baby. Oh. Um, but more than anything, Mikey and I have known each other since literally we were born. Yeah, uh, his parents are my godparents. Uh, our fathers went to high school together. We've known each other. There has been no point in our lives where we have not known each other. That's true. And and forever, all we wanted to do was. Well, do there's, something. there was a brief period of like two and a half years where you didn't know me, right? Because I wasn't born yet. Oh yeah, so that's. But true. you knew my dad's ball sack pretty well, <laughs> so you you kind of got pretty close to me back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, there was never a period that we didn't want to do something creative together. That's uh, true. We had worked together. We had just been friends together. We had spent a ton of time together, and we always wanted to do something creative. And podcasts were a huge passion of ours in general. Yeah. Just listening to them, you know, listening to as many as possible, talking about them. And then we would always say like, man, we should do our own podcast. Right. But we never had any idea what we should do it about. Yeah. We actually, we we were so desperate to do creative things together as kids. We essentially wrote, started writing a Pokemon fan fiction. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started writing like a creative story. I think it was a Pokemon fan fiction or like, like a, a story that was roughly resembling Pokemon. But it was like, we did that thing of like, Okay, you dictate, I'll write, and then yeah. I'll dictate, and you write. Yeah, we used to do plays on the weekends. We did. Where yeah, like, you're like for the. Pay. We were always trying to be those people, and and I think you know one of the great things about podcasts in general is they're so democratic. Like anyone can do it. It's, yeah, it's just a participatory activity, and we were so attracted to doing this, and we never knew what we wanted to do. Um, until, until video games, until video games, until I remember the night we came up with this idea. Okay. We were at a bar in Toronto, was it which Dundas video? it was Dundas okay. video. We talk about that bar quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I went there recently on Valentine's day because I was all alone oh. and I wanted to spend it in the comfort of other people to forget about how lonely I was. <laughs> how was that? It was fantastic. That's great. It, I got in there and there were three people. Mm-hmm. Two of them worked there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and, and one of them was and one of them was out. myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were playing The Mummy Two on like their shitty VHS wow. DVDs or VHS DVDs, VHS uh, TV players there. And it's a composite DVD VHS. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. And everyone was like, no one was saying a word. And then I just started to like Mystery Science Theater, The Mummy. And then we all just had <laughs> such a good fucking time just talking shit about The Mummy. And, uh, and, 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 and it's for some reason, just this bar that gets the creative juices flowing. Like that time you and I went there mm-hmm. and we pulled up, they have a bunch of, uh, different video game consoles and some so, of yeah. them have some ROMs. Yeah. This um, is a video game bar that has not arcades, but yes. consoles. And before barcades were cool. Yeah. I would say Dennis video was doing it, kicking it real yeah. early on that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they had a super Nintendo with a bunch of ROMs and we were just scrolling through trying to find, oh, and there's like yeah. thousands and thousands of games and we made it like 90 games in we're still on the A's and we find American Gladiator (laughs) and our thumbs are sore from pressing the D-pad down. We're like, let's just fucking play American Gladiators. And then we started talking of like, well, what if we, what if we did this? What if we played, it was originally going to be just like shitty games. Shitty games, yeah. And almost uh, um, like, like how did this get made but for video games, Mm -hmm. which now Nick Weiger is doing with how did this get played? And then- We gave them that idea. We gave them that, (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just got to the point of us uh, recognizing that there are not only shitty games from the past, Mm -hmm. We could also play some good ones and just review them as we remember them. And boy, did we. And boy, George, did we. (laughs) We we played 100 plus games now at this point. Yeah. uh, Which I can't believe. Um, and you know the question I get sometimes with people is always like, is there that many video games back in the day that you oh, can play? And I think about the hundred, and because Mike and I have recently gone through our list, we have a big Excel document that we go through with all the scores. Which and, Andrew put together, by the way. Oh, that's very sweet of you. But I put together, and we, we, you know, we look at the scores, and we look at the highlights, and what is low, and what is high. And I think about it sometimes, and I go, man, there's like... 2000 more that we uh, have 100%. Done. When we first started doing it and we were kind of more focused on the more well-known games for better or worse right. well-known and we also then had to stick to what both of us had played. It was a little bit more restrictive, but we've opened up that that uh that that process a little bit where, you know, we have the tour guide games where one of us has played and mm. the other one hasn't and those blind games where neither of us have played it. Right. And I, I love that because it, it allows us to explore um, some of those classic games that neither of us have had a, any experience with right. in a way that, like, we wouldn't have tried them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I've discovered a lot of games in doing that yeah. that I think either I would have loved or still find a way to love now. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. And, and also, it's a way for our community to participate in, you know, kind of, you know, suggesting games. There's been games online that we've taken. There's yeah. Been, like, I just love that it's now and not... for better or worse, taken well, online yeah, suggestions. Well, I know. <laughs> we highlight one a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. He uh, who shall not be named. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to our shout-outs at the end. Yeah. But um, is it, like, it's not only our childhood, it's your childhood. It's everyone's yeah. childhood. And, and it's cool that we've had guests on that have brought in their own games and... Uh, Broaden, <laughs> brought their own <laughs> games. Uh, but like, it's just, it's been, I, what has been great is it started with you and I doing a, a series of five podcasts that no one will ever hear because it was before the first episode. To make More sure than five, think- dude. We recorded like 15. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. You're welcome. We You're need, welcome, we, 15 podcasts before we ever released one. Thank and, you. And God. we didn't have, it's not like we didn't intend to release those. I think we just kind of like weren't. We, we would record it and then kind of recognize that we're not ready, like right. it wasn't good enough, until finally we started to kind of hit our stride. And there's probably a few in there that are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll put it behind a paywall at one some day, point. <laughs> one day we'll do a commentary to one of them. And oh, man. Like, take breaks and go, yeah, I don't know what we're thinking. There. I like that, actually. Not that's talking a pretty, into that, a microphone. That, that's a game. very good idea. Um, but we started going through the games. There's so many more to do. I, I just It's been a great adventure, and 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 we can't thank it. We'll, we'll get to this at the end, but... We can't thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to this. Uh, it's been one of the most important things I've ever done in my life. So basically the, the oh, I like, I like that you said, it is for me as well. Yeah. And I mean that 100% and, and not to get sappy, but, you know, we, we all take on responsibilities in life that, uh, you know, commitments that were, were taken on just because we felt that we, we had to take them on. Right. Um, but this is something that, you know, we both have full-time jobs and always had. Mm-hmm. And we did this purely out of a need to be creative. There was no drive to make money. It nope. was just, let's put something out there. Mm-hmm. And we've stuck with it for longer than I I've stuck with anything, anything. really. Um, so my, over two years. My longest relationship didn't even last two years. <laughs> with everything going on, Howard Hughes would have been like a pig and shit right now. Oh my God. Everyone feels a little <laughs> bit, a little bit germophobic right now. Oh, you have to. 
I don't think it's phobic at all. I think it's yeah. like just reality buddy in the ass. Unless you, hands. you were, if you were a germaphobe before, Welcome. and I don't mean like the person who's like, I'm a fuck, I'm such a germaphobe. I mean, like if you actually were before, yeah. you probably feel so legitimized, but in a scary way, like mm-hmm. in a paranoid way. Like I knew this was going to happen. I knew this could happen. And yep. this is why I was that way. I honestly <laughs> think this is probably going to set back some people's, oh, like yes, uh, improvements no, upon because their it's own. validating. Yes, exactly. It's That's validating scary. irrational fears. Yes, in a weird way, this is an extreme. Obviously, yeah. it's been a hundred years since we've had something like this. Yeah, but it, it is now irrationally going to be like, well, I told you guys, and here is my wall of urine jars, and you're like, no, 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 that has nothing to do with. It. And you're like, yes, it does. Ammonia? Did- no, no, no. I don't want to hear. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, of irrationalities, mm. I, I want to start by talking about because as we said, oh, we were, road rash, obviously. We're, oh yeah, ro- yeah, ro- road rationalities. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, I want to talk about uh, first of all to, to set the stage here. Uh, we said it was going to be a retrograde spective, mm-hmm. and we're going to be going over some of our past reviews and talk about as many different variations of. You know, what were our surprises, for better or worse, yep. the best-rated ones, the worst-rated ones. But ultimately, our goal, speaking of Better Call Saul, is to legislate games that are not in our highest, highly esteemed oh. club. So, the, something we used to talk about a lot in the early days. Which we no longer talk about as but, often, but we will talk about. It's the the... Dwayne Johnson and, and Johnson, Johnson, a family, a family company, company trophy. No, no, the rock Chevy, like a rock or something like that. Oh yeah. It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to basically, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, we used to dish out awards for our ratings. Basically every episode, every like episode. It, there were, there were like 12 different awards. Literally that each for game the first get. 40 like episodes. We did these awards and we realized it was really hard to track if you were listening at home. Yeah. What awards, what they meant, where, where were they coming from? And so we scrapped them just to do with scores, but the Hall of Fame still stuck around. It still stuck around, and uh, the name of it, by the end of this episode, I will find somewhere. <laughs> That's my commitment to you, because but it was a great name. It was, it, was, it was a great name, but it was for scores that came 14 or higher out of 16. 14 and higher, and that's pretty significant to get because very few have gotten there and mikey i'll i'll let everyone know what the scores are that are currently in the hall of fame okay? okay shadow of the colossus is the most recent entry and it also happens to be the highest entry at 15 and a half out of 16 wow uh tony hawk's pro skater is 15 out of 16 nba nba street volume 2 is 15 out of 16 nhl 94 is 14 and a half out of 16 Age of Empires 2, Age of Kings is 14 out of 16. GTA Vice City is 14 out of 16. And Tiger Woods PGA Tour is also 14 out of 16. So there's only seven entries into our Hall of Fame. In the 100 that we've been doing. So we're at a 7%. And we've played great games. We've played great games. And that's the thing, because in order to get that type of rating, mm-hmm. you need to be not only great for the time that you came out, but also you need to have you need to last. And Withstand games, the test of time. There's games on there that at the time would have been considered some of the best games of all time, but nowadays don't hold up. Like like I would argue Mega Man, for example. The Mega yes. Man that we reviewed just does not hold up in the way that that some of the other games do. And what I find is that it's kind of um it's kind of games that you wouldn't expect to hold the kind of weight that they do. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of unassuming. Like Age of Empires being as highly rated as it is. Yep. Age of Empires 2, you wouldn't, when you're thinking about best games of all time, like Age of Empires 2 doesn't come up nope. very often, but it's something that the formula just kind of lasts. Yeah, similar I, to to uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is close there. It's a similar uh, oh, style gonna of game. We're going to talk about it. We're gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk about <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon because, as I said, we're going to try to legislate some games into this, uh, this higher echelon. We're going to have echelon. a little debate on which games we should enter. And so for the 100th episode, we are going to enter two games into the Hall of Fame. Yes, we're going to argue two. But in order to get them in there, yeah. we have to remove... As many as we enter. Yes, exactly. So one for one trades. Yes. So if you want to take one out, you can remove one in. How we affect the scores after that, we'll talk about that afterwards. But That's a good point. Um, no, I think we just kind of like, you know. It's a designation. 
Yeah, Dr. Will Ferrell didn't have to put in his years at university. It's just kind of like an asterisk on his oh, name. So, oh, I see. I see. What is that, What are those called? The, uh, the honorary doctorates honorary or doctorate. whatever. Yeah. So these are honorary doctorates, like Dr. Bill Cosby and like other yeah. other illustrious nominees um, <laughs> that don't have to get removed one day. Yeah, don't take any prescriptions from Dr. Bill Cosby. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He played a doctor in the Cosby show. Actually, I think he was a gynecologist. Really? In the, in the, in the Cosby show. Holy shit. Was he just like laying out his plan the whole time? The whole time. We should have picked up on this. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, the only person that picked up on it was Hannibal fucking Burris. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, that he was there early. 30 Rock, Tracy Jordan makes a joke about it. Going like, uh, Bill Cosby called his aunt or something like that. And he goes, don't you talk to him. Like, just like, like, and it was like, oh, wow. I don't get that joke at all. And then I was like, oh, Oh, now God. you do. That, that, see, that is an example of a joke where if you gave it a retrograde, probably a low retro <laughs> score. But in the current day... That, that is a four out of four. <laughs> Thank you for alerting us to hey, sexual predators also, in the neighborhood. Bits works for that rating as well. <laughs> oh my four God. bits because it's a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a joke. Um, okay, so <laughs> do we want to say right off the bat the games we're arguing for and then just kind of loop around? I don't think there's any sense of waiting for a big reveal because I think no. we kind of loop in and out of the argument to, to get them in there. Yeah. Eventually, we'll reveal the games that we want to pull out in order mm -hmm. to replace them. So why don't you start with your first game that you want to add to the Hall of Fame? Well, I'm not going to leave this as much of a mystery. I already just brought it up a couple of minutes ago. Roller Coaster Tycoon okay. got a 13 and a half yeah. out of, um, here, let me just pull it up here. A 13 and a half out of 16. To get to a Hall of Fame is a 14. Okay. It was out by 0.5. It was. And I think that's a ripe candidate for um, entering the Hall of Fame. Mikey and Andrew gave it, <laughs> I got to talk to myself in the third person. We gave it in the retro score, both three and a halves. I gave in the current score a three and a half and Mikey gave it a three. I did. Mm. I did give it a three mm. and I don't regret that three because I remembered similar to what, what we experienced when we played the Sims. Okay. You Oof. didn't need as much back in the day to fulfill or to, to have fun playing a game, like as many options mm -hmm. And I found that that Roller Coaster Tycoon felt a lot more stripped down playing it in the modern day compared to other similar games that I'd played okay. since. And it's like The Sims got the worst of it, where like yeah. that game is flat out homework if you're if like like from from back in the day. Roller Coaster Tycoon is still fun. There's that element of trying to match it up and spacing and and reach your objectives. Yeah, but it didn't give me the same rush as something like. Age of Empires. Which I think is an easy comparison. They're both PC games. Yeah. Uh, they're both, you know, objective-based games. Uh, and we'll get to Roller Coaster Icoon in a second, but I really want to talk about The Sims for a second now that we're bringing it up. Um, it, <laughs> I swear to God, The Sims is the reason why this generation is having less children. <laughs> Wait, just, okay. This All right. Is like a, this is like I'm a in. Freakonomics argument about, like, sumo and cheating or about like abortion and crime rate or something like right. that, where you're like, wait, what? And then they say something, you're like, go on. Yeah. Um, the Sims, I always think about constantly about like these whiny little children that are complaining about everyday life. And I'm like, I know it sucks. Yeah. You got to deal with it. Let's go. And I think about the kid freaking out going like, come on, change. We got to get to work. You're an astronaut. And he drops his plate and goes, no, nah, nah, nah. and he waves his arms. And I'm like, get changed. Your car is outside. I do that thing with like my mother gritted teeth of like, cool. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to have children because that little bastard. And I got to go like kindergarten, bus outside. It's, I don't want to. I'm like, I know everything sucks. Uh, um, that, so, so that I think about that all the time when, when we're playing the sim or when, when I'm playing the Sims nowadays, or when, when I used to play back in the day, the reason I stopped playing, and I told this story when we did that podcast as well, and and by the way, hopefully when you hear us talking about some of these games, we'll, we'll touch on some of the games you like. All these games are still available, obviously, yes. on iTunes, Spotify, you know, on, on our on our SoundCloud, direct our on, on Retrograde. Yeah, yeah it, it's all available, so you should go back and listen. But with The Sims, I told the story where I was obsessed with that game until one day I was playing it, and I'm like, holy shit, I just can't balance all. I got the job to go to. I have to work out in order to get better at the job, but my kids need my attention, and my wife is getting upset with me. I can't stop peeing on the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> I started to realize that like what I disliked about The Sims wasn't the gameplay. It was the fact that it was just life. Like yep. I don't dislike The Sims. I dislike living. <laughs> I, like, I dislike the convention of our society. Right, so I jumped in a pool. I took away the, the, the steps to get out, and I just swam around until I drowned. I installed five fireplaces. I took out the door and I just let nature take its way. I felt so dirty the first time I did that. Yeah. 
And I came on my keyboard so hard. <laughs> I just always thought the goss, man, those swingers get out of here with that shit. Um, I, I agree with you about the Sims. I also loved the job when I was a $2 million a year, maybe being a mascot. Mm. That was really good. And I was also like an astronaut. Sure. Ninja yeah. Or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that, that is a game that will not be argued for the hall of fame. That game sucked in retrospect. It really did. And, and we're going to also talk about some of those games where if people heard our overall scores, mm -hmm. they might be upset with them. Yep. But that's one of those games where I would advise someone to go back and try it before shitting all over our Because faces. it literally was the most popular video game in the world yeah. for years and years. Yeah. And years. It and sold so, like Bible quantities of games. Yes, like, yeah. exactly. It was in the side stand of every hotel <laughs> every you went hotel, into. Yeah. It was the Sims. Like, oh, I guess I could read the Sims. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Bible of the Sims. The, yeah. Dadalon. But back to Roller Coaster Tycoon. I actually went back and played it uh, before this episode okay. because I knew I was going to argue for it. Yeah. The game is much deeper than I give it credit for. The, the campaign is, and then just free form is, you could replay this game to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So obviously we're not going to make decision in the moment right now, but right. I would put out to Rollercoast Tycoon, only missing by 0.5 with its creative replay replayability. I think this is a game that should be in contention for the Hall of Fame. Okay, so how about this? You bring up the, the game that you want to, because hey, listen, listeners, listener, singular, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you mm -hmm. know, we kind of figure this shit out as we go. Yeah. So this is our first hundredth episode. Yeah, guys. the first one we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, how at about 200, this? we'll have it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about this? You 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 do what we just did. You bring up the game that you want to put okay. put into the, the the Hall of Fame, and mm -hmm. then you we talk about it, and then on a cliffhanger, without us talking about it any further, no yes or no, you say the game you want to replace it with. Okay, so or you want it to replace. This might be an uninteresting conversation because I only have one game that I think can be replaced. I really think between Shadow Colossus. Oh, see, I chose. I I forced myself to choose two. Uh, I, there's only one that, oh man, it's tough. Cause the only one that I have is GTA Vice City. Okay. The, the current, the current model is the problem is the same reason why most sport game, sports game. Well, I just made my argument. Never mind. Okay. Um, okay. So GTA, GTA will be replaced, uh, Vice City, uh, because there is a current GTA and it's much, 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 okay. much, 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 much better. I like that. So I'm going to go into my first game that I think deserves to be in there. Uh, it's a game that uh, that really changed an entire franchise. A game that back when I played was near perfect. And when I went back to replay it was pretty damn close. Oh, I'm so curious. Um, it's, it's a game that that the formula of it I've looked for in recent games and haven't found it until something that only came out about a year ago. Can I guess? Yeah. Mist? No. Oh, that would be really cool. God, that, that... No, it's it's Resident Evil 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we got we gave Resident Evil 4 a 13 and a half out wow. of out of 14. So go. it's close. It's, it's similar score. there with with uh with Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um, you gave it a three and a three retro score and current score. I gave it a four and a 3.5. Mm, so and I think you just, you dragged your feet a little bit on that one. <laughs> just that 0.5 extra at one uh, point or another, um, I think, I think would have done, uh, uh, done a very good service for us. And also I, I, I don't think I have to hold on to this because you just brought it up, but the game I wanted to remove with this was... Vice City. Yeah, Vice City. I know you. I knew you were not gonna. You even in the moment, if you listen to our Vice City episode, Mikey is shocked it gets the Hall of Fame because I. What did you give it? Two and a half. I gave you it two and a half in, in my current, current score. score. Yeah, which but I a four in the retro score. Both fours for yes. us. Yeah, and so I think even in the two and a half, you were being generous, and so you were kind of almost snapped to attention when it got to Hall of Fame. You're yeah. like, oh, what, what? Well, that's you gave it a three and a half in the current score. It was a lot of fun. It, Color it, scheme, music, the the animation style. It was. It was. See, that to me is the kind of game that works in your memory of what it was as opposed to, as directly opposed to playing it in the modern or day. Or Mamory, Mamorex. Mamory, yeah, yeah. Mamorex. Uh, yeah, shout obviously. out to Mamorex yeah. and, uh, and the creation of our, our fantastic theme song. Um, so, so far we've got two games vying for Vice City Spot, basically. Yes. So we're going to have to decide on that eventually. Okay. Um, what's your second game that you're, uh, you would like to introduce into Man, the Hall of Fame? I have so many games that I want to argue for. Um, and I will get to kind of an honorable mention at the end here. But I am going to, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But the game I'm going to argue for is Aladdin. Oh, I love that. That's Aladdin a great choice. was 
graphically was amazing because it was cell shaded animation, much like the like, much yep. like the movie. Yeah, the music was incredible because it's the music from the movie. Yeah, and the game is it's like an eight bit version of yes, one hundred percent. You're just like like that whole like yeah, it's amazing. And the gameplay isn't bullshit. It's fun and it, it, like it's what Prince of Persia should have been. Right, like, it's it's so good and I just. And I kind of bogged down. So in our current scores, you and I both gave it 3.5s. But in our retro scores, I gave it a 2 and you gave it a 2.5. And I think it's just a huge part of us just being kids and being stupid and not really appreciating for what it was because, man, that game is good. That That's it. It's exactly it. But, I mean, yes. Okay, so so I guess as part of deciding what should go into the, the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and by the way... Oh, you found it? It is. Here we go. The Chevy Silverado, like a rock, Dwayne Johnson & Johnson, a family company trophy, Hall of Fame trophy. Oh, yeah, to trophy. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like Um, Surgeon's General. Yes, exactly. Trophy's trophy. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's that's the name of this, and this is that's what we're arguing to get these mm-hmm. things in. Mm-hmm. By the way, can we just take a quick uh, second here to go over the awards that we used to give? Oh, can we please? So the Chevy Silverado, like a rock, Dwayne Johnson and Johnson, a family company trophy, Hall of Fame trophy, is the total score above a certain threshold, uh, which is fourteen or higher. We have the Juve Bowl Dead Pixel. So sorry, the Juve <laughs> Bowl Memorial Dead Pixel Trophy. Uh, I think because we both liked the term dead pixel and we knew Juve Bowl had to be involved yes, in the, uh, the reward for a total score below a certain thre- certain threshold, which is six or less. Well, now, there's a lot of games that apply to that. Six or less? I don't think it would be that many. So we've got... Actually, it isn't that many. So, oh, we so have, you want to read them out? Yeah, Max Payne. Oh, that game! I hated that game. Yeah, that that. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't help very much that neither of us really liked it in the in the, the yes the because that's how some are saved in the retro scores. We can save games right, by saying right. like, "Well, I liked this kid. I was stupid." Yeah, um, but we I think we were onto something. We were pretty smart. And the same thing with Hitman, Codename Forty Seven. Uh, um, yeah, I still actually weirdly I don't know if that should be in there. I I liked it more than you did. Yeah, I think there are better versions of that game. I think the first one, 47, is just obnoxious as hell. But it's such a cool idea that you're like, you got to set up. You have this whole situation. Yeah. You got to find the perfect way of killing this person and escaping. And the execution was not great. Totally admitted. Right. But it's just, I still think about that game where we've done 100 games, and I swear to God, I don't think about 40 of them. Oh, that's very true. You know what it's, I mean? Well, it's that thing of like, do it really well or do it very poorly. Like, yeah. fail big or, or, or... Boo me or cheer me, but yes. don't have no feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have Echo the Dolphin is a 5.5, oh, which man. I know you're going to hate. No, I hate that. I yeah. hate that. I loved Echo. And then we have Manhunt as a 5, yeah, which was game, an absolute piece of shit. Was that was a, terrible. That's like edgy to the worst. That's like edgelord nonsense of like, ooh, I'm edgy. Get the fuck out of that's, here. You're awful. That's Rockstar Be being completely tone deaf, just not knowing what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And then uh, guess what? Guess what's on the, the, the last entry into the Juve Bowl? Oh, Pixel. is it? Uh, sorry, this trophy should be called the Brian Bland Memorial. Oh, my God. Of, uh, that is 100% <laughs> what we're naming this trophy from now on. The Brian Bland Memorial Dead uh, Pixel Trophy. Dead Pixel Trophy for Celebrity Deathmatch, which because got a he, one. It got a one in total, and that was a recommendation that Brian Bland made. Uh, uh, loyal <laughs> listener Brian Bland, who we like to take the piss out of because he deserves it. Yeah. Um, we also have the New Mexican Landfill, like the ET cartridges. That's Wink. in the name of the award. Mm-hmm. Um, retro score <laughs> below a certain a big threshold, trophy. a total of three or lower. We have the Field of Childhood Dreams, which is a retro score above seven or sorry, seven or higher. The Worst Buy Hall of Fame, which Ooh. is a current score, a modern-day score of three or lower. The Fits Like an Old Glove Compartment, because that's where <laughs> we put them. <laughs> we were so stupid two years ago. <laughs> where uh, the total score is seven or higher. Yeah. The Hermetically Sealed Vault of Expectations, uh, or the Before and After Trophy, which is the exact same score in the modern day and the current day. We've or done the, that the, the, a lot. Group. Yeah, we have. A lot. And the Wine Cellar, where the current score is higher than the retro score, and the Rose Colored Hall of Plain, where the current score is significant lower than the retro score, four or more. We didn't try and come up with a pun for Rose Colored Glasses. We just went Rose Colored Hall of Plain. Plain. 
instead of fame. I get that yeah. part, but like the rose. Uh, okay, yeah. I think we made up for it with the Hall of Plane <laughs> issue. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Those are all of our awards uh, that we used to give, and we just kind of gave up on it. Uh, they were a lot, as you can tell, they were a lot to keep. And track to be of. honest, you're probably welcome. We didn't keep doing this. Yeah. Instead of like, what are they talking about? Well, at, at the, the end? end of every episode, it was just me going, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh what does this apply for? Uh, uh, and then the first none. time we had Riley Little, a uh, uh, friend of the show, yeah. uh, while. Walmart Only gaming, two-time guest. Game Rant, Screen Rant. Uh, he, he suggested that we make up awards for the games after yes. every score. And, and then we did, did that, that for a bit. Four or five episodes <laughs> and just forgot about it. Well, we had too much fun dicking around about this. We did. We did. So Aladdin, I'm going to suggest, it, it only got 11 and a half uh, at a 16, but I really think that's a huge part of the fact that we just did not appreciate it for when we were kids. Um, but I think it's a Hall of Fame worthy game. Yeah. Do you think there's also an element where we are kind of afraid to give an early, because that's a very early episode. So, so you'll see that. Yes, I completely yeah. agree. Sorry, finish. <laughs> Sorry, let you finish. But uh, earlier scores did not do as well as later scores. And I think that was just the fact that when we had the rant, when we had the general number of reviews in, we knew that we could give higher scores because we knew at comparatively low scores. Right. Things to compare it to. Right. And in those first 10 episodes, while you'll see two of our, higher scores in there, um, including one Hall of Famer. Right, NHL 94. Uh, NHL 94. You won't see generally high scores when we did some kind of like real bangers in the top 10. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I think there's, I think they got punished for being early. I think so. Yeah. I think so, because we wanted to leave room for what would eventually come. Exactly. Like the threes and a half, three well, and a half. We had Mortal Kombat. We had a lot of early ones that were really good. Yeah. Um, so my second game, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, do you have a, an idea of what you want to replace? Yeah. Uh, not NHL 94. Wow. So NHL 94 is a legend. It's it's probably well the most well-regarded sports game of all time because it came in the time of people that are in power now's first sports game. Right. And so they remember it so fondly. Right. And so it's kind of like expressed out into the world where is it the greatest sports game of all time? Well, no, probably not. But it did really well for the era it came from. This podcast isn't really respecting like, well, you were really good for 94. That's not the point of this. It's the point of being, are you really good now? And while it is totally a functional game now, it is now to the point that NHL 20 or 21 that will come out next year has a segment called NHL 94 where you can do it as one one hundredth of the game. Yeah. How can we have that in there when comparatively new games will be instantly better? You know why? You know why I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to give an inch on this one. Oh, wow. Because... Right now, NHL 20, it's a simulation game. Sports games are simulation games now. So there is an era of sports video games that you can only get by going pre, what, 2000? Even then, they were trying to go simulation. Pre, pre, like... Pre ninety eight, probably yeah, something yeah, like I was that. Say, yeah. So NHL ninety four was the best of that retro mm-hmm. style game, and you can tell me that they have a version of NHL ninety four in one of the recent NHL games. They do. No, they they uh, yeah they they do. I've barely played it. Yeah, I don't, um, why would I play that? But that's the thing is is I would play that the modern version of NHL ninety four, quote unquote in one of the new NHL games, right next to the actual NHL 94. And I can almost guarantee you I would like NHL 94 better. It's like listening to vinyl versus listening to something digitally. Like, there, there is something about going back to that mm-hmm. older era, and it's something that you just cannot get now, including the fact that if you are a hockey fan, the rosters you're playing with have all the old photos of the guys. They've got the old skins, the old colors, the old teams, mm-hmm. and they just you just can't get that that aesthetic nowadays. Okay. Right. I, I I love NHL '94. It worked just as well for me nowadays as it did back then. And you gave it a three and a half. I did, I did, I totally did. But I just think with everything I've learned since then, since 2018, I ultimately think there are better games out there. So I do have a similar choice that's going to, that I'm trying to replace with my next choice for a game that I think needs to be in the retrograde hall of fame. The, um, for those of you who forgot it, the Chevy Silverado, like a rock Dwayne Johnson and Johnson, Johnson, a family family company company. trophy hall of fame. There we go. Um, and mine is going to be super Metroid. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that was on my list too. Yeah, this is uh, this is a game that only the only reason it's not on there is because I did not play this game. Like I, Retrograde. I am one of the major reasons why it's not on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't play it. I was hardly aware of it as a kid, so I couldn't give it a high rating. And that's one of the unfortunate things about this podcast. Fortunate, unfortunate, and fortunate because it means that we get to go back and recognize what we should have loved as a kid. But I gave it a two and a half as my as my uh, uh, retro score. Mm-hmm. You gave it a three as your retro and a three as your current. I yeah. gave it a two and a half as my retro and four as my current. I love Metroidvania games nowadays, and I couldn't believe how well this one held up. Right. As like, if I'm going to play a Metroidvania game right now, I would easily choose Super Metroid as a game that is just mm. equally as fun to play as any of the other options out there. I, I, there's not a lot of argument for me on that one. That was on my list as well. Okay. Uh, that was just so much. Unfortunately for the, unfortunately for this list of the things we're going to argue for is the games that did so much better than expectation. Yeah. In our current scores. Yeah. And it just naturally, because we played it now as adults, and we went, wow, this game is really good. It should be in Hall right. of Fame. Right, And that's just one of those ones. You're right. We didn't like it as kids, but man. So it's the same thing as Latin. It's like, yeah. but man, was that a fun game to play? It really was, and still is somehow. And the game that I would like yeah, to replace really is it's Tiger Woods. Oh, that's insane. It's not insane. Yeah, that's because insane. Because there are, like, here's, okay, so the argument you made about NHL 94 is that games got better, more simulation, like yeah. there are puck physics and things mm-hmm. like that that you could never have in NHL 94. So do you want to go play Tiger Woods 2000 in 20? I, I don't want to play any of the Tiger Woods games. Oh I'd God, rather play like a, a Hot Shots or something like that. Oh, like, what? Like Tiger Woods is great as a franchise, but I think one of the problems is is that that game being on there specifically what was it Tiger Woods 2000 that we did or Tiger Woods PGA Tour whichever PGA Tour yeah, whatever year that's whatever from. year that was yeah. is that it is one year of a franchise they've had years to 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 launch up to that and there's nothing specifically impressive about that one like we took a look back at NHL 07 for example and it didn't quite hold up as well um but that's because Sports franchises are about iterations year after year after year after year. You can choose the right year and it'll be great. But I don't necessarily think that that means because you've kind of built on, you know, you're, you're, you're living on the shoulders of giants that you get to be in the Hall of Fame, recognized as one of the best retro games when there were so many games that came before it that you've already improved upon and games that are better than that specific iteration that you can play nowadays. Like, sure. You say as a joke you want to play Tiger Woods 2020 right now, but like there, there, there was what doesn't exist. That's what the joke was, right? No, but like there's, yeah. there's Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy from like three years ago. Like yeah, three that years ago. is fundamentally probably a better game. Well, so the thing is, it's not though. It actually got worse. There is a there is a precipice for these right. games where it got really really good. And the, so the difference is, so like in action sports, like, you know, basketball or hockey or football and stuff like that, we can get better. There's more moving parts and, you know, it kind of gets more sophisticated. And, and ultimately, the best game is the most recent game with glitches and bugs aside right, and all right. this kind of stuff, right? And, and even though people complain about the advancements in Madden or 2K, which are very fair, but ultimately, it's probably the best version of the game, right? Golf's not like that because it's a still game. Right. It's one motion. The, the course is set and all this kind of stuff. The, there's not like how are you improving upon this, right? Right. There was a best version of this game because there was a there was a rise and there was a decline. There was a point in this game where it was the best. So I don't think it's like other sports games. Whereas like hockey, it's like, yeah, no, hockey games got better. Right. Golf games did not get better because golf games eventually are golf games. And you found the version that was the best and had the biggest hit in the moment. And then it left and it went away so much so that they didn't even make it for the last five years. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I just, I kind of feel like there are so many variations to this formula that you can play. There's so many different versions of Tiger Woods mm-hmm. in it. Like whether it's more arcadey and something right. like hot shots right. or more, uh, more realistic, like, uh, you know, an iteration of Tiger Woods that came out slightly later than the one we played that isn't, you know, didn't quite experience that downturn, but but is you know it's improved upon some of the mechanics. I don't know. It just seems like like a sports game doesn't have the same lasting quality or uniqueness as something like Super Metroid that literally changed video games forever. Sure. So if, if I'm if I'm thinking like the pantheon of best games of all time whether it's back then or right now, I have to believe that Metroid is more worthy of 
the Chevy Silverado like a rock <laughs> but here's the problem we're gonna have is in retrospect this was a more fundamental shift in video games which is not part of our scoring system right or was it because we should argue for it in because ultimately we think this is should be in the Hall of Fame well I think that's kind of what this argument is this blatant argument where we're ripping each other's throats <laughs> off I think I think it is kind of like you know, all in all, what deserves to be in our, what does last back then and what is fun right now. Right. And, and also you can't ignore the fact that one may have been more of an influence on the industry or on gameplay in general than another one. And that's, that's why I would be willing to replace Tiger Woods. I'm not trying to take anything away from Tiger Woods PGA Tour. It's no, a fantastic you, game. You. Uh, do you though? No, I'm just because trying you are to say. so tense right I'm now. I'm just trying to say, I, I hear you. I hear how wrong you are. Oh, no, and the worst part is I'm totally all for Super Metroid. Like yeah. that's not that's not like yeah, I completely agree. I don't think we should replace anything. I just think we should just add things every year. But mm. what are we gonna do? Life is tough. Life is the Sims, baby. Um, <laughs> do you have any notable mentions, by the oh, way? I have a ton. I have I have so many. <laughs> so what I'd like to do with the notable mentions is bring them up and then mention why you think it's okay that they're not in Okay. The the Hall of Fame. Sure. Uh, I'll start. Okay. It's as is tradition. I got it as of course is tradition. Um, Pokemon Stadium is the first. Okay, of nice. The many. Nice. Uh, obviously, it blew our doors off in the current score yeah. of how much it was was liked. Right. In our retro scores, I actually quite liked it. I think. Yes, I give it 3.5. You get it 2.5. Yeah. And I think 2.5 was generous based on how I remember the conversation going. I, I don't I don't think you quite cared for it very much. I didn't really think very highly of it. I think two. I was thinking more two than a two and a half. But I think about when we played that game, that was one of the most fun, actual played experiences. I agree with you, yeah. Of all the hundred episodes we did, we were yelling and like, we're jumping up, we're standing, which is also another thing we don't do. And uh, and we're so excited yeah, for Andrew it. Andrew and I roll around all the, everywhere yeah, we go, we're We're rolling. usually lying down. Yeah. 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 Face first. A hundred percent. Mike's next to our faces. <laughs> <laughs> we have pillows that are right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we are within booping distance at all times. This quarantine has been tough. It was like you and your friend at Super Smash Bros. staying up all night, exploring <laughs> each other's bodies. <laughs> Um, but it just, Pokemon <laughs> Stadium has a really unique memory in my mind of how much fun we had. Yes. And I, so I would want to put it in, you know, not, notable mention, honorable yeah. mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it's a really shallow game. Yeah. You only have so many Pokemon you can, if you just plug in the game, you can only do it so many times until you have to input your own information into it. Right. Which is another purchase and another thing. And so, you know, ultimately, I don't think you should be in the Hall of Fame, but I think it deserves mentioning. I, I like that. I think that's a great choice as well. Um, primarily because that may have been one of the biggest gaps from retro score yeah. to current score that yeah. I have in, in my list. Um, one of my notable mentions is Portal. Because mm, I think Portable yeah. is infinitely as playable now as it was back then. Mm -hmm. And it's just as fun. The only problem comes down to, and this is the reason why I'm okay with it not being in the Hall of Fame, is replayability. I've never replayed a Portal game. Right. Because once you know the solution, that's kind of it. Yeah. And the jokes are the jokes, and that's kind of it as well. Like, it just doesn't work as something you're going to explore over and over again. Right. Um, even, like, UN Squadron, the game we reviewed uh, last week, last week with, uh, with Jesse. Yeah. Um, local Toronto legend. Local Toronto legend Jesse Bork. Um, it was, it was crafted in a way where every playthrough would feel different, mm -hmm. just based on the way that things went. So back when that that game came out in '91, there were already ways to make every playthrough feel a little bit different. And and in Portal, it just seems so structured mm -hmm. that I'm okay not going back and playing it, and I'm okay with that not, not being in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I agree. It's just such a good game. But man, yeah, you're right. The replayability is just not there, and. And even then, it wasn't like there wasn't a thirst to keep keep playing that game where yeah. there was with others. Yeah. Um, that'll lead me into my other game. Um, I think Crash Bandicoot is definitely in the conversation. Okay. Yeah. That was so much more fun than any of us expected. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, 100%. It, it didn't feel like a game I was going to like. I, no. I think I even said on that podcast, uh, I expected to hate it. Yeah. I didn't, I, I thought I was laughing because I was like, this game is going to be so much worse than we remember it. I didn't understand why they remade that game in the first place yep. on modern consoles. But um, I can't remember. Did you like that game? I did. Yeah. I gave it a three. 
You give it a two and a half in our retro scores. Yeah. And we both gave it three and a half in our current scores. That's great. That's like, a great I, score. It's like, it's awesome. And I just, I just remember also playing that game and going like, well, that's a ton of fun. Yeah. You know, being dropped into a world. Yeah. I, uh, I, one, one game that does upset me based on the score when I look at, at what it is, considering this is arguably my favorite franchise of all time. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> you gave it a two and a half and a two and a half retro score current yeah. score. That is bonkers to me. <laughs> I got to get you to play one of the modern day Ratchet and Clank games to see if you like it. Because I do agree that the controls were not perfect. Yeah. Um, but overall, the game is just so goddamn satisfying. The collection of bits, the upgrading of your weapons, yeah. the story, the comedy. Like, we go back and play a lot of earlier games, mm -hmm. and the comedy is atrocious. Yeah. And I have on, on, uh, on, on this list as well, which is something we'll get into later, but like... Games where people would see the reviews that we've done and be upset with it. Right. And The Secret of Monkey Island is a game that I have on that list because we didn't give it a high review. Uh, it was an eight and a half total. Right. Uh, five and a half for the retro score, three for the current score. And it is the only reason it was so good back in the day is because it was so funny and the comedy doesn't hold up. Ratchet and Clank absolutely holds up. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, know I, I get that. Well, because that's going to take me to my next suggestion. Yeah. Um, which is another one that I you you gave a bad score to, but Perfect Dark. Oh uh, god damn it! No, Perfect Dark really is, is not a bad game. Modern day, yes, is Those not a bad game. Those controls are unplayable. No, oh my god, unplayable. Come on, how it's, dare you? It's it's you can't have fun with those controls because they they're so uncoordinated, unskillful. Like it's just it's all cumbersome. And when you get it to work, it's cool, but it doesn't feel like it's not intuitive. Like yeah. the, the controls, I need something intuitive that feels good when I play it. When Perfect Dark works, it feels like I just like was clumsy and got something to work for me. Yeah. Well, so I gave it an occurrence score of three, and Mikey gave it a one point five. Yeah. Yeah. Deservedly so. Mm. The current score mm. was wait, was that Riley Little was on that episode as well? Uh was that Riley Little? Wait, just one second. Yes, yeah. it was Riley Little. Man, I don't know, man. Those N64 first-person shooters did not do it for us. And we get asked all the time when we're going to do Goldeneye. Goldeneye. And That's I'm a big worried one. about doing that episode. Well, I hate to say, like, everything you just said, you could almost copy and paste. 100%. Yeah. It's basically, in, if anything, the controls got better with Perfect Dark and mm -hmm. were worse with Goldeneye. But I, I'm not excited to go back to that one. Um yeah. That's basically it for my honorable mentions. Um, but I did want to go over the worst yes. reviews that we have. Um, Manhunt, we kind of touched on already. That's a five overall. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of game that when it came out, I remember thinking like, oh, all these bad reviews, like they just can't handle the violence. They can't handle this, can't handle that. And then when I played it, after reading the reviews, I was like, oh, maybe I just don't get it. But, like, this game has to be better than what I think it is. And then playing it now in the modern day, I felt so vindicated um, from my from that, that portion of my brain that was like, I don't think this is a good game. And, like, just not being willing to admit it to myself. That is a piece of shit. <laughs> just an absolute piece of shit. The stealth mechanics suck. The killing sucks. It's gory for no reason. And it just seems to be so gratuitous and 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 revel in in the in the in the violence. That and, game sucks. Yeah, that game sucks. It deserves to suck. Like, get out of here. I hate that game so much. But the second lowest review, or sorry, the third lowest review we have is Echo, and that's a game that you liked in I the did. modern day. I did. There's something about. Can it. you explain? Uh, Can you please justify your like for that game? There's so much about that game that I still think about where they're so really? yeah 100%. like what i just it's it's creative it's unique and and for that reason alone you think about it where you don't think about the countless shooters we've done or the countless like you know what i never think about now that i've just looked at the list again twisted metal i've never thought about that yeah, game a yeah, second yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a much higher score but i've thought about echo the dolphin 10 times more than i've thought about twisted metal Oof. and so and like but was, see that to me, I've thought about it because it failed bigger than Twisted Metal. But did. It took a bigger shot than you know, I, like and Twisted Metal took a shot by yeah, the way. Like yeah. so, I don't want to compare one yeah. to one because um, that was a very creative, uh, controversial, sure, you sure. know, idea at the time too. But man, I I just Echo the Dolphin. I just I don't know. I I, I think that would have been through a full playthrough would have been a more interesting game. See, I don't think I could do a full playthrough. This like Echo to me was was so much a part of that era where 
trial and error was mm-hmm. absolutely necessary to make it through a level. And those games, to me, nowadays are just unforgivable. And mm-hmm. and to the point where it's hard to get to certain points in in that in the levels in Echo the Dolphin. And then when you get there, I just remember there being no logic to what would hurt you and what wouldn't and what could go through walls and what couldn't. And then I just started thinking, like, what is what is the the big draw to play a game like this where I'm frustrated because I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing? It's hard to get to the point where I'm failing. And when I get to that point, I'm not learning anything mm-hmm. when I do fail. It just it the, those mechanics I hated. Whereas like Metroid, for example, yeah. when you fail, I feel like you learn something. In Echo, it's just kind of like try a different thing, try a different thing, without reason, without logic. Just like the story of that fucking game where Echo jumps <laughs> out of the water and all the sea life gets taken away, jumps back in. It's like horrible timing. To- terrible timing. Just terrible timing. Thank God he was a hero dolphin. Thank God. It could have been like a scared dolphin and that dolphin would have been killed immediately by aliens. Could have been could have been like me. I would just everyone would be gone. I'd be like, I think I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to highlight from most scores that you think like I don't know. I the Sims one definitely gets brought up to me that like we got we way too low on the Sims. You know what? Resident Evil Two is is a game Ugh. where if you haven't played it recently, you don't realize how bad how it is. So ba- before oh you God. reach out to us and get mad at us for the fact that it's a seven in total, a five and a half in the retro score, and a one and a half one. in the current score. Um, go fuck yourself. Play the game first, oh and then tell us God. it's still bad. And I we're not talking about the remake that. for Resident Evil no. Two, which is fantastic, great, amazing. Yeah. This is this game. game oh was god damn awful. it. It was very awful. very bad. You know the other one that I would say that you know we'll get crowd for is uh Star Fox. Oh right. Star that was just Fox, a that was middle of the road when two we ended and a up half reviewing. and a yeah. three and a half uh you and me for our retro scores and a one and a one in our current scores. Did I give Star Fox a two and a half? No, you gave it a three. Oh, okay, okay. Three and a half. Okay, okay. You I thought, I thought yeah, yeah, okay. Because no, I was going to say I liked half. that game as a kid. Man, once. Oof, low scores. But that's the kind of thing where where I, I think the, the what I learned most, what I learned most oh. from being on this podcast mm-hmm. is that there is a shit era of video games, and oh, it's early boy. 3D. Yeah. It's like late N64, early PlayStation, even all the way up to early PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. um, in, in some cases where the camera wasn't figured out. Sometimes you only had one joystick. Sometimes right. you didn't have any joystick in the case of the PlayStation. and it, it, Like, it just seemed like 3D wasn't figured out yet. It was a novelty at the time, but if you go back and play it, just like in movies, I guess, as well. Like, 3D movies, no one likes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with you. The only other two that I want to highlight is Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, Strictly was not a good game because of racism. Yeah. And then the second yeah. one is Parappa the Rapper. Oh, who like has like name recognition among society? If you're like rapper the rapper, yep. you're like oh, I totally understand what you're saying. Yes, ah, heads up, not a good game. It isn't because you can't go back and play it with any logic. I remember that yeah. being the biggest issue with yeah. it was like not knowing why you're failing when you're failing or succeeding when you're succeeding. Um, that game should be the easiest fucking game to beat because it's so simple compared to some of the other rhythm games that we're used to now. Right. The reason it's hard is because there's no sense in when it rewards you and when it doesn't. The mm-hmm. timing is atrocious in that one. All right, so look, one game, two game, three games, four, whatever it is, we got to <sighs> decide what's in the Hall of Fame or what's not. I it's think we can, we can both agree that Vice City is out. V- Vice City's coming out. So now in that spot, we need to put either Resident Evil 4, Super Metroid, Rollercoaster Roller Tycoon, Tycoon, or Aladdin. Or Aladdin. Okay. Mike, how do you feel? I think... Look, I think... I think Resident Evil 4 needs to be in there. Oh, wow. I was going to go with you. If if you had to give me one of your options, Super I was going to go Metroid. Super Metroid. Okay. I will, I will take your concession there. So, can we agree to replace Vice City? <laughs> was this your way of getting one of your answers in? Maybe. <laughs> or do you... Do you do, would you like to see either Roller Coaster or Nikuma? Tycoon or Aladdin in see, over Super Metroid. See, ultimately, I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is a better game or more worthy of the Hall of Fame than um, than than Aladdin. I was oh, then say. Aladdin. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. just in my answers alone. But I ultimately think Aladdin is probably a more Hall of Fame worthy. I agree game. with you on that. So I would have to. So I'll take I'll I'll take uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon out of the contention. Okay. okay. Um, but it will be Aladdin versus but Super Metroid, man. 
It was a great game. So it is a legend, but man, I don't want to judge it on that. What What are the so so we're talking about getting Vice City, Tiger Woods, which I know you're not going to agree on, yeah. NHL '94, which I'm not going to agree so on. So it's going to be one in. What's What's your? Oh, and it was Vice City. So we're only so getting we're, one. We're in We're only there. getting one in today. Okay. Super Metroid, Aladdin, Resident Evil Four. So you would rather have Resident Evil Four out. Oh, like compared yeah, to okay, so let's so it's basically between Aladdin and Super Metroid. Wow. Now Compromise. here's my argument, okay, for Metroid over Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin, a lot of the appeal has to come with the fact that it is a recognizable property, the IP. Yeah, and that's not to take away from the game. No, nope. but what it does say about Metroid, this is a game that's coming out of nowhere and establishing itself in spite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the design is more unique because of that. Yeah. And I think that while they're both side scrollers and both have a fun side scrolly feel, the Metroid formula is a little bit more tried, true, and expansive than Aladdin is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for me to negotiate this. Super Metroid's a legend. Yeah, it's gonna. I almost am going to fold my cards. I, I and not because I don't believe in Aladdin. I think Aladdin is worthy of the Hall of Fame. It's just more that if we can only get one in today. Yeah, Super Metroid's a legend, and it was a lot of fun even in the current scores, even in today's game. So, let's put Super Metroid in. Let's put Super Metroid in, and ladies and gentlemen. Roll out the red carpet yeah. and roll out the shit-filled carpet because one of them is going to be entering and one of them is going to be leaving. And uh, I'm pretty sure Metroid is going to be entering, unfortunately, accidentally on the shit-filled carpet. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one told Samus that is Horrible the wrong operations. call to make. And it's rolling in that little ball. Like like Samus is rolling that ball on yep. the shit carpet and getting shit all over it. And then accidentally someone says, you're not supposed to be on the shit carpet. <laughs> so it rolls on the red carpet and makes that the shit carpet. But here's the thing, is the shit carpet originally was red, so Samus rolled on it and took all the shit off of it right. and put it on the red carpet. Oh, my God. So now the red carpet is the shit carpet, and the shit carpet is the red carpet. There's no winning. There's no winning. No. Oh. God, this really ruined the whole extravaganza. This, I... Honestly, regret the last hundred episodes. <laughs> because of this. Starting to starting next episode, starting fresh from the from from episode one. Unlike the red carpet, we're starting fresh. Mortal Kombat t- next episode. Let's <laughs> do reviewing let's everything. Do All right. So in the Chevy Silverado, like a rock, Dwayne Johnson and Johnson, a family company trophy, Hall of Fame trophy. God, it sounds good. Out goes Grand Theft Auto Vice City. In rolls Super Metroid. Love and it. ladies and gentlemen, that is the result of our 100th episode. If you if if there's a game on there that you guys want to see yep. in the Hall of Fame, you guys got to let us know, and you're going to have to wait another 100 episodes. Oh, my God. We'll see you in just about two years. Yeah, just under two years. <laughs> wow. Incredible. What a beautiful, majestic day. This is the this is the day where video games like to reward video games. Ugh, Ugh. amazing. We're in tuxes. Did we mention that? Oh, we are absolutely in tuxes. Yeah. Um, we just, as you said, tuxes, a notification came up on my screen. It went, do-do-do-do, and it just sounded like tux. royalty. <laughs> Red yeah, tux. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, we couldn't have done this alone. We want to thank every single one of you that's mm. listening to this episode. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I definitely could have done it alone. I love oh, wow. being alone. And especially, like, I would have needed your help. Oh, thanks. I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I don't think I needed the help of the D-pads. Whoa. I don't wow. think I needed their help. Big words on episode 100. I just don't think they're pulling their weight. Hmm. When was the last time they released an episode for us? When you think about it like that. Yeah. I don't think they ever have. I don't think they have. I think they should try. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many, there's so many people that have contributed to making the retrograde the way it is for a hundred episodes in and two years, almost two years of production. Um, so we want to thank every single one of you for doing this. We definitely want to thank you. We want to start off. I want to thank uh, Coley Aaronworth. She designed our uh, icon. She's also my sister. Our only two-time guest, Riley Little, video game journalist, adding like viability to this podcast. Local Toronto legend, Jesse Borg, no more needs to be said. Ah, <laughs> uh, notorious tweeter, Brian Bland, and his evil recommendations. Ah, uh, Brian, thank you, we love you. The super strong and fantastic Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dean Kamen, the inventor of the Segway. Herman Kamen. Deckard Kamen. From Diablo 3, Heathcliff. <laughs> Wait, Heathcliff was from Diablo 3? 
Yeah. Obviously, we want to thank our other co-host, Frankie the Dog. DJ Grump, Richie Guzman. The th ghost of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Big ups to 46 Hawksbury. <laughs> and of course, the SoFly crew. Morgan Bascom. Adeo Kojima, pre-Snake Eater. Dundas Video. The NVIDIA Shield. Nick Weiger. Jeff Kaplan. The one true genie, Will Smith. Meryl Streep. Jacob Sharp. Kevin Feige. And the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jamie Peck, a.k.a. Memorex, a.k.a. Memorex. Chris Aaronworth. Alex Monee, the careless crew, Steph fucking Francis, and amazing producer Elliot. Thank you. And we'd like to thank the beautiful, gorgeous city of Toronto. And if I haven't said it once, I'll say it every episode. Thank you, D-Pads. We couldn't have done this without you. We love every single one of you, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. 100th game over. Feel free to review the <laughs> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at the retrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. And welcome back to the retro golf. Oh, <laughs> oh damn.